All right, hello everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Wellies podcast. We're talking about SummerSlam 2022, where it's me and Jeremy again. Do uh, where uh, this was actually probably the best WWE pay per view of the year, and mind you, this is like uh weeks before. I think uh, they announced it during the same week or or the week before that Vince McMahon was stepping down and retiring, and that uh Stephanie McMahon and Nick Connor taking over the CEO duties, and then. And Triple H is doing both talent relations and creative, which thank God for that shit. Because, I mean, if they end up doing what they're doing in this pay-per-view, the pay-per-views are probably going to be a lot better now. (laughs) Mostly because uh, it started off with Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, and I figured that Bianca was going to win it anyway because I think they're trying to give her a long reign right now before like I don't know who's going to beat her for it probably it, it might be Bailey the way that they're pushing Bailey now because- I don't know if anything changed because of the fact that uh Becky got hurt but I don't think that she was going to be winning in Nashville anyway since Bianca's from there yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, mostly because like she won it at WrestleMania, and I don't think she they were gonna give her like six months, and especially the way that they've been building Bianca too. But I mean, the, I think this was a better uh, the the better match out of so far the matches that they've done. Mostly because they did a lot of different moves, and I didn't see that they did before, like in this match. Like, I'm trying to remember the one that I was just like, whoa, I'm surprised that they did that in the match. I think it was something in the corner or something like that. I was just, like, surprised when I actually saw it. Mostly because I think it was the first time I ever see I saw her do it. But, I mean... You're talking about Bianca Belair or Becky? Uh, I think it was Becky. I thought Becky did, like, a certain move. I just can't remember what move it was. <laughs> Yeah, I can't either. I it's was, funny uh, how I, I call it out, but then I was like trying to remember it before we started and recording, and then I was like, "God, I can't even remember what move it was." <laughs> actually, I put it on the website. I think actually. So hold on a second. I can actually probably uh, look it up. Uh, yeah, and I couldn't remember if it was on the last podcast or not, where we mentioned that we changed, uh, revamped how the website is, so everything looks a lot, di- uh, a lot better now, and we're starting to do like uh, movie reviews and music reviews and stuff like that that we can't make videos for. We're putting up on the website, so that's one thing. While he looks everything up. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I did that as we were watching it. So, um, yeah. let's see. She did a leg drop, I know. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've, seen, I've seen her uh, Becky Lynch do the leg drop like so many different times. But it was just a move that I've seen from a bunch of other people. But then I was just... Uh, surprised that she did it too. Like it was just because most of the time, especially in WWE, you don't see them branching out and doing a bunch of different moves. Like most of the time, especially when it comes to Happy Corbin and stuff, usually he'll do like rest hold after rest hold, then do deep six, then do his little under the ring clothesline move. Um, and then he'll do his end of days lately. He hasn't even, I haven't even seen him really use it. Uh, like as a, a but I mean, I don't think I've seen Happy Corbin win much. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say he's been jobbing a lot lately. Yeah, it seems like, um, he hasn't won a lot. It's kind of like uh, Dolph Ziggler for the last, yeah, 20 years. I think, yeah, I think they know that he's like a safe worker to build up. Talent now, like he was doing it with Matt Cap Moss, and then he, yeah, so like, but yeah, we've mentioned that before was that uh, WWE, their wrestlers tend to do the same things in each of their matches, it's almost like they're scripted even to that level. To the point, like, I remember when Dean Ambrose, we talk about it a lot when he was in there, you knew when he was in a match that he would do that when he bounced yeah, up the against the line and, and did the clothesline, yeah, it was so. <laughs> 
And so it seems like, and John Cena was known for his five moves of doom. Yeah, and, and then he was like, oh shit, I'm going to add like a dragon punch thing, and then it's the six moves of doom. <laughs> like, good God, way to like make it worse for people to really be like, fuck me, man. Like, make it like, oh, okay, I'm going to knock somebody out with a fucking dragon punch. Or, like, whatever punch that he would do, where it was, like, a side punch. I forgot what he actually named the move, but it was just a goofy move. Like, at least with uh, Chris Jericho doing the Judas effect, seems like a wicked elbow. Like, especially because, like, if he does it super quick, you don't even see it coming, really. Especially the way that Chris Jericho does some of his matches, you don't see him fucking get it right when he does. I think that's mostly why the move works for him, but it didn't work for John Cena. But anyway, back to the Bianca match. I I really liked the match. I think it was a great opener, to be honest with you. I mean, great opener, and it was the best match that they've done so far together. But I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know if it's because of who built the match or if they just went out there and decided to do a bunch of stuff. Like, Uh, I, I think that's part of it. I, I I think that well, let's put it this way: if it wasn't, it's morale that's caused them to work differently. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, because the, it was even talked about during Raw. Since we're doing this late, that the morale is way up since Triple H took over. Oh yeah, that's what I kind of heard too, and especially there was in talks. Well, okay, so might as well mostly because this was the holy shit moment for me for the whole pay per view was mostly because I think it was like two or three months ago that Dakota Kai got released. So what happened was Bianca went over, uh, which everybody could figure that, but then I didn't expect that she they were pretty much doing a face turn for Becky, and then. Bailey comes out, which I, I knew that she was going to eventually come out. I just didn't know when they were going to have her return because, like, her injury and stuff like that, I didn't know when they were going to prep her to, to come back. But then, uh, then Dakota Kai shows up, and then from what I heard was that she wasn't signed at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's like, a, it was a last so minute was, thing. Yeah, I was just sitting there. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I didn't and like. I was like, "Okay, yeah, Triple H is definitely in control, <laughs> like of creative and relations yeah, if he instantly hired Dakota Kai back." Well, because well, a friend of mine was talking about, you know, and you remember I sent that thing about what CM Punk said about Vince, even though he's retired, is going to have say. And to me, SummerSlam showed that he's not involved. Oh, yeah. Not at this point, at least. Especially, you know, I don't think that they're going to have him, like, head of creative for the whole time. You never really know, though. Like, I definitely think that he should be head of talent relations because the, the picks for the wrestlers that he picks is good ideas like he had Alistair Black and Dakota Kai and all these other guys like Ricochet and well, stuff like that. Well, yeah, head of talent relations should always be a wrestler or a former one. Yeah. Because they know what they're doing. And you have to have a smart one. And that's another conversation that I've had is uh, with others is that Triple H has always been the one that would almost be like if The Undertaker decided to do backstage stuff that he would make the right decisions, I think, in terms of talent. But then you've got others that I, even though they were wrestlers, I don't know if I would. Hulk Hogan's probably a good example that I probably wouldn't pick for him to pick talent. I don't know, because he always, to me about Hulk Hogan was he was always put himself number one rather than the business. I think that's. I I think Ric Flair would do the would have done the same thing. So. Well, I mean, um, we talk, like I think Mick Foley talked about that in books and stuff, like how he had disagreements with Ric Flair on how his booking was. Especially, you know, I think his first book, he talked about like how he got into arguments when he was with him in WCW and stuff, when he was head booker or something. 
I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when I read his book, he was talking about him having problems with Ric Flair. But I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of people ended up having problems with Ric Flair when he was a booker. Same with Kevin Sullivan. There was another thing with him, too. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. And then on top of that, and they were also alluding to Io Shirai going to wanting to get out of her contract, kind of like Kyrie Sane and a bunch of others. But then she shows up, even though that they changed her name to Io Sky. Yeah, which, which I, mean, I don't. It'd be I nice for them to like explain some of these reasonings. Oh, like, like if they change their name or something. Yeah, why? Yeah, it's like, like just because they went to the main roster. I mean, it doesn't doesn't make sense because they kind of did the same thing with. Uh, well, well, they did that with Pete Dunn, and then they did it with. Um, I'm just thinking the most recent ones. It was like well, with Pete Walter. Dunn, it was like, oh, yeah, Walter too. And <laughs> then there's also rumors that they're saying that they're going to switch uh, Walter back from Gunther to Walter which I, I think that would be too confusing for people. So uh, even though that I think that Walter is what I'm going to call him, like I'm going to try to call him always Walter. I don't know. It's just proof. That this <laughs> just goes back to proof that Triple H is taking over. Yeah. Because I think That's- a lot of these decisions were made when he kind of was out due oh, to his heart oh stuff. yeah like uh, the releases for some of the talent and stuff yeah, yeah. well and the name changes that. and stuff it's oh, like yeah. i think i think you could tell he had more power than people yeah. think he had even when he was there because stuff wasn't happening that happened right after he left that was happening consistently after he was out with his heart surgery or his heart stuff like whatever was going on with his heart and all that but like, hopefully, everything goes better for him anyway. So, so the um, like, it was definitely a banger match for this one, and might be like uh, for Bianca and Becky, definitely like high up there on my favorite WWE matches so far, at least. Oh yeah, like I said, this was easily, and we'll continue to talk about it. But this is the best pay per view of the year. Yeah, I definitely so agree. Far. And it's mostly for, because... For, for, the, and I mean for WWE, I'm not going to say best yeah, pay-per-view because, period. Because, but. I mean, most of the better pay-per-views are all the AEW pay-per-views. But, I mean, also at the same time, like it's mostly because they ended up having celebrities on this thing. And we've talked about celebrities in wrestling and stuff like that. And I think it's a detriment as much as it is helping the business, really. But also at the same time, one of the main things that I was surprised about in this match, even though that I don't like him as a person, was this match, he couldn't have had a better person to wrestle against, was The Miz. And that's mostly because, like, Logan Paul, he made Logan Paul look great in this match. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we've talked about it when we were watching it. It's like, and I I talked to a friend of mine about this, was that, you know, Logan Paul, he's a great athlete because... I mean, obviously, he faced Floyd Mayweather in the boxing ring, right? And I think he wrestled as a high schooler. I think he was a high school wrestler or something like that. So he's obviously got athletic skills. But the he's – and so in terms of wrestling, as long as you practice that stuff, I mean, I, me and you could do it if we had the time to actually practice. It doesn't mean that we might not be talented at it, but I'm sure that we could do something with it and just be like, Oh, well, we're kind of trash or whatever. As long as we ended up having enough time at it, I'm sure that we could probably do all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. I mean, you know, Logan Paul's not doing anything but training for this. And he probably trained with the Miz or AJ Styles is what I actually heard is that AJ Styles was, training him and that's why he did the uh, same time they did it in the match too where aj came out and beat up champa and then he even did his phenomenal forearm in the match too i mean looking a week a bit weak compared to aj's but i mean come on man that's yeah and that's what i'm saying was that you know if you're shown that stuff and how to do it as long as you can pick it up and he's young too. So it's like, you know, if you're athletic and you can understand what you're doing, it doesn't take that much. I wouldn't say it's still difficult. I mean, you're still doing oh, yeah. stuff. It's that, like a bunch of repetition you know, and they say like muscle memory and stuff like that. So, 
Like, that's what I was saying. Like, I was just very surprised with this one. It kind of reminds me of Bad Bunny, but actually, he did a lot more moves than Bad Bunny did. I mean, granted, Bad Bunny did, like, uh, Canadian Destroyer and a bunch of other stuff, but he was, well, I feel like, Logan Paul was a for real, like, high flyer in this match, which I was surprised, especially the fucking frog splash onto the announce table. I was like, very nice. Uh, he does a really yeah, where good he, frog splash. And where he bounced off the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to talk <laughs> about how he bonked off of it. Because, of course, I had to mention it, especially when we were watching it. I was like, oh, I love how he lands on him and then bonks him, like, right up off the table. Oh, shit. But, but of like, course, it en- it ended with uh, uh, him doing his own move on Oh, yeah, he. I thought it was funny how he ripped off the Miz's move for the finish. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That way, at least it could effectively, if they wanted to, effectively kill the feud between them both. I just hope he doesn't get pushed, like... Oh, yeah, like if they end up having him come in for some, like, only big four pay-per-views like survivor series or some shit it would be or nice not if even that be just if he, if he all of a sudden is getting a title shot because of just who he yeah, is yeah and well i mean triple h was talking about that he had no idea who logan paul was before like i think he said Sami Zayn told him who he was and all that stuff which doesn't surprise me because i think Sami Zayn was the person that brought him in i think essentially because they kind of worked that, uh, like, where he was with Sami Zayn. Like, what was it? At last year's WrestleMania, he came out with uh, Sami Zayn to... Who did he face? Was it Kevin Owens? I think it might have been Kevin Owens. Because, like, he came out and he stunned both of them. He stunned Sami Zayn and he stunned Kev- uh, Sam- uh, Logan Paul. And then everybody cheered for him. <laughs> but, I mean... Still, I mean, uh, that, and that's what I was saying. This was a lot better match than I expected. And then even the the third match, was, which was very short, which I think essentially should have been the first match that they did, was where they like had Theory beat him up a lot, was like Theory, uh, Lashley destroyed pretty much uh, Theory. And yeah, and the end was awesome when he did minutes. the, when he, he pressed him. And then put him in the, uh, pressed him from a, uh, I think he jumped from the rope. And, and then he, he caught him. him. Yeah. And then he, he caught him, him and crossed him and then put him in the hurt lock. It was an awesome move. And I don't know if anybody else could have pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Because like Lashley is so damn strong. You could tell, you could well, definitely tell. I know that Theory is the, the one smallest person, guy, but. Yeah, one person could have pulled it off, but oh, he's no longer in WWE. Braun yeah, Braun, Braun could have easily done it. Well, I mean, hopefully uh, everything with Braun. I mean, maybe like Triple H will like resign him. There's so, even rumors that Bray Wyatt might get resigned too. You know, the, this is what I was saying. What would be incredible if they pulled this off? The way they've started Edge is that Edge and Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman all in the same group. Oh yeah. That yeah, would that be incredible, would and yeah, and and it would be in that same manner. It would be the new brood. Yeah, but he would, but he, yeah. would be, but he would be the leader of it instead of Gangrel being the the leader this time. Yeah, and then like the only like the only thing is if they, I wonder if they're gonna still have them feud with Judgment Day, which I don't think that they really should because if anything, it's kind of like ended Judgment Day before they really made it anywhere which i might as no, well talk I, about well, <laughs> anyway yeah, it's unfo- kind of leading yeah, into it yeah unfortunately the judgment day i hope they don't end it because i honestly think it's perfect for priest and ripley yeah i don't know about i mean ben like Ballard, even if it's ben much- Ballard, if they do like kind of like a version of his uh demon baller shit it would work like if he comes well, out where it's kind of similar but it's not the demon and he just comes out with purple and black paint and yeah that's the anything, only way it would work though yeah, i mean him as yeah. just finn balor it just doesn't seem right to me it's yeah. not working on that level to me yeah and really honestly right now like uh, heel balor to me is just like heel 
and Prince Devitt that was in uh, Bullet Club and New Japan. It's essentially doing the same thing, like the finger pistols and all that shit. He pretty much does the same thing. But they haven't really given him much to work with, so hopefully they don't end this group before it is too late or too soon or whatever. And because okay, so it was the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, and essentially, pretty much, uh, I like how Rhea Ripley is kind of like beating up men, <laughs> especially Dominic. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, I feel that this role is perfect for her in yeah. this group. It's yeah. like meant, this whole group is meant for her. And the same thing with Damian Priest. I think just the way it's going about it, and it would have worked brilliantly with Edge, I think. Yeah. Um, but Finn Balor just throws it me off. But they wanted to go – it sounded like they wanted to go some supernatural path, and that's why Edge was taken out because he didn't want to go down that realm. Well, that's uh, mainly but- why I think that they should have uh- – if they would have done stuff with Balor, at least make it like a... They don't have to do Demon Finn. They could just do, like, a version, like, Judgment Day Finn, where it's, like, something different. That way it melds with the group right. Well, if they're going to go the Supernatural route, though, then yeah. they need to do it. Well, I mean, that's if what they I'm saying. Got, it's like, that's they got, pretty much... <laughs> If they got rid of Edge because of that, then they should be doing that. And they're not doing that right now. They're just another group. Yeah, especially with the end of this. Like, I liked how at the end of the match, because, I mean, the match was just okay at best. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, anything too stand out for me. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of moments where I was like, ooh, it was just, it seems like a raw match. Mainly. No, and it was funny because it was a no disqualification match, oh, but yeah. I don't remember they them only, doing anything. Yeah, like they only did like some chair shots and shit near the end, and then it was kind of like and, they did and no we talk- disqualification just to like introduce Edge, essentially. Yeah, and, and that's what it seemed and, like. Yeah, and the funny thing was, we talked about it during the match was that despite the match having no rules, they still were tagging in and out. And I was like, why aren't they just fighting all together? Yeah. Because there's nothing stopping them from doing that. And, but yet they did it. And I mentioned that when I did the write-up and uh, on it. And then I guess, uh, you know, there was a Superana and a baseball slide with a steel chair that Ray Mysterio did. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've been seeing, like, stuff where people are, are getting tired of, like, Dominic stuff, right? Like, well, his Do- wrestling Do- and stuff. Yeah, but he's like, not that great, but, I mean, at, at the mean, same time, it's like... at the same time, he's still fucking learning, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I was talking about, like, how long he's been wrestling in WWE since he's been on television. I was saying, like, it's only been, like, a year and a half. Somebody was like, oh, well, he's been wrestling for five years. I'm like, yeah, but five years is not a lot of time you know most of the people that do great matches how long they've been wrestling for like that's why i get surprised when i see people like anna jay and uh who else like jerry and and jane cargill is still green anyway she does good stuff in matches same with logan paul i mean like where they do decent and they do pretty decent matches a lot of the time. I mean, granted, yeah, they're yeah. missing and, shit, though. Like, that's yeah, the speaking, only thing that I could see about. It's like Dominic's missing something in his... It's not so much his wrestling, but his execution is lacking, I think. Like, either in his promo skills or in his facial features or, like, when he was doing matches, like, being super shocked and stuff like that. He's missing something. I just can't place what he's missing. Yeah, unfortunately, I think with promo skills, <laughs> that's the hardest part to get down. I oh, would think. Yeah. I think the wrestling part is the easier part. It's the talking part that's gonna that's well, always the hardest for everybody. And that's why well, you see either the best wrestlers have the best promos. Yeah. Well, yeah, did and you I've see talked like, about it before? Um, did, and did you see the? Uh, I saw a clip from like Logan Paul talking to Triple H on his podcast, and he was talking about. And he was like, 
Dude, you can have great wrestlers all day, but then you if you don't know how to cut a decent promo or tell a good story in the ring, nobody's going to care. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it really shows because, I mean, like, some of these matches, especially this one, wasn't, like, anything too crazy. And I thought that at one point they were going to do something with Edge because they were kind of doing those promos where it was showing, like, Orton and all this stuff, like, when he was walking by. So everybody was thinking that the creepy vignettes that were going on was Edge coming back, which they didn't really pay off. So I'm wondering if it's somebody else. That it has to be somebody else that they're introducing. Yeah, I don't it seems what they're doing. It honestly though. seems weird because the vignette, the vignettes were odd. I mean, I was saying it was Edge the whole time, but really, you do that to 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 bring him back on SummerSlam that way. Well, that's Seems why I thought it was of... kind of weird that they did that stuff. They didn't do like a video package that was similar to like him showing up. It was just like a regular thing, which the, the mind you, the cool entrance was actually pretty dope. And I think he ended up having different music instead of the Metalingus one playing. I don't know what he had. Well, yeah, playing. it wasn't Metalingus. It was like the brood com- brood music combined with something else. But yeah, he did have Metalingus on Raw though. Yeah, that's what I noticed that he came back with that. But like his T-shirt that he came out, which I'm wondering if that's supposed to be merch or something because it looks like it was an Edge T-shirt. But then the entrance video where it was kind of like getting out of hell type of thing and all the stuff that was in there, like the whole entrance was pretty dope. Like for him coming out. And then, of course, it was like a reason for them to cost the match to him. And that's mostly why I say that, like, the match was just to serve the purpose of Edge coming back. And that's the only thing that I didn't like about the match that threw me out. And, and like, that's what I'm saying. These two matches are, like, the main ones that I didn't really care about. Like, it was this one, and then Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I like Pat McAfee, but also at the same time, I am so tired of fucking Happy Corbin's bullshit. (laughs) I'm so well, yeah, tired of seeing him wrestle on pay-per-views. I would much rather see Ricochet or Ali or AJ Styles or literally like any other person wrestle on the card instead of Happy Corbin. And it's mostly because it's like kind of like he's got X-Pac heat kind of, especially with me. It's not like it's just like go away. Like, get off my TV screen. I don't care to see your matches. It's mostly because it's boring matches. Like, it's the same type of shit over and over again. Just insert guy here. And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the main difference. Agree. It's like Pat McAfee. I like Pat McAfee. And I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was funny how he was saying bum-ass Corbin. And he got the people singing bum-ass Corbin before he came out. I thought that was funny. But, like, other than that, it's like... Okay, this was just a reason for Pat McAfee to have a match at SummerSlam. And I think he's good at uh, decent at wrestling, but I don't like I don't know if like if he would be in a match where let's say if he was wrestling against Logan Paul if it would be a good match, you know? Like he's he's in with safe workers that will for uh, get you through a match. Right, it's kind of like the Miz. They will get you through a good match, sometimes even great, if they if they know what they're doing. It's like same with Dolph Ziggler, where they will get you to and to sell for you to make you better and look better than you are. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't I I don't get the big thing over Pat McAfee. I I haven't since he was in NXT. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I it was you cool rem- with him I and get, Adam Cole, but... I, I get him to an extent as a commentator, like what he's doing on SmackDown or what, you know, but wrestling, I don't get the point. Yeah. I, th- and, I think it's like somebody likes him and they're just giving him... Oh, yeah. they're they're Because I don't think that they're... Like, I think there's more talented people on the card that could sell matches better than he can. And that's well, the, I mean, and I, that's I the think main about thing. this with we have matches like Pat McAfee defeating Happy Corbin, but yet we release Naomi and Sasha. Oh yeah, that's why. And then on top of that, insult them 
knowing that they decided to quit. That's mostly what I like about, like, I don't necessarily agree with everything CM Punk says. It makes sense where he's like, it's one machine and this and that. And it would take a lot for them to change if they really did care. But, I mean, also at the same time, like, some things he says actually make sense. Like, he's like, I actually... Uh, would much rather take the needle movers, the people that decide to quit and stand up for something, rather than the people that will stay and suck up to the bullshit. <laughs> oh no, and- I, I totally agree with that. And <laughs> and I was mentioning it to a friend of mine, the uh, same one I've talked to about a lot of this stuff, but um, I talked about Sasha. You know, we we talk about in our normal day-to-day jobs we can't just say we're, we're not going to come to work today you know <laughs> and you know and these athletes and stuff and it's not just wwe people that decide to do that but you know uh basketball players have done it too um but it's like really i mean in our day-to-day life if we called and said we're not coming to work today because we don't like what we're doing we wouldn't have a job tomorrow and so, so I get the response of, you know, when they said, here's what we want you to do. If you don't like it, who gives a shit, you know, type of thing. And that's basically kind of what was told, but, you know, at the same time they're paying you. So it's like, well, you either do what they ask you to do or you leave. And, and it, and from my standpoint, I give it to them that they just up and left. I mean, that guy could you know be the end of their career yeah especially you know that they get probably pretty good money just being there like working shit i mean no matter what your schedule is i I don't know if you saw it josh i didn't but freaking there was a video i saw i don't remember if i saw it on twitter or facebook but Liv morgan went into a sneaker place and she yeah. dropped twelve thousand dollars on ten, on sneakers. Holy fuck! <laughs> and I'm like, and that's Liv Morgan. So you just yeah. wonder how much like Sasha and Naomi yeah. were making. Well, I know at one point Naomi wasn't making that much money. It was kind of like Kofi Kingston at one point when he was a mid quarter. He was only making like two hundred fifty grand a year. This but I was, was like, this was like ten or fifteen years ago, though. Yeah, but I was like, absolutely shocked when I saw yeah, that she was making. Yeah, I think that they get more money now, definitely more money, because probably because of the Fox deal and whatever else, so they could give them possibly everything that they could use, like uh, get out of stuff. But like, but yeah, this was that Pat McAfee <laughs> match was on my uh, bathroom match. I said, yeah, definitely, I, because it was I, only I kind of watched it, too. but I. I kind of watched it, but I didn't really pay yeah. much attention it's to it. Mostly because I'm, I was just—I'm just so tired of seeing Happy Corbin matches. I said this about the Madcap Moss match, and I like Madcap Moss, but also at the same time, he is uh, right now he is the random create a wrestler on 2K22 right now. They have like they split them up. And then they had no idea what to do with Madcap Moss when he, he got split up from him. And I think that's the problem. They tell all these stories with certain people, and then they don't know where to go from after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. But, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Triple H taking over, how yeah, stuff changes. I'm hoping that I'll be very interested to see it. Yeah, I'm just you hoping can, that everything gets better, and so, or at least somewhat like better. At least the you can see imprints out of Yeah, and even even in between the Pat McAfee and the USO match, when Drew McIntyre came out to hype his match at Clash of the Castle, I don't know if that would have happened under Vince. Oh, like they he, weren't he came out, have him do it. Yeah. Well, he came out and he high fived somebody in the crowd, and he was like kind of just talking. Remember? Yeah. yeah it was very it was very different than you normally see like it was like an in-between thing but it was a wrestler coming out just to talk especially because which, i think they said that it was like five months or something or five weeks i mean till like clash of the castle yeah september 3rd yeah um so, so like, basically what's happening next month so we'll be talking about that one probably well and the main um, thing is like i i feel bad for drew because like i'm uh, uh ultimately 
saying he, and he's going to lose to Roman. And the funny thing is, though, I was watching or I was reading an article where somebody was saying Roman carried WWE through the Thunderdome era. I'm like, no, and he didn't. Hell no, he did Drew, not. Drew McIntyre Drew did. did. Drew yeah. and Rome, oh, Drew, Roman Drew was out with his Braun leukemia did. stuff most of the no, time. That's what I'm saying. It's like Drew and Braun did. <laughs> Braun would have never been Universal Champion if Roman didn't stay at home. Same with Drew. I mean, same with Lashley. Fuck. Yeah, I because was reading it, that, and I'm like, the what the hell is that Drew? person smoke? Well, but I was reading it's like. And just basing it alone, like if anybody was the one who carried that shit, it was Drew. <laughs> they put everything on Drew up until Lashley beat him. Braun ended up having the title up until I think Roman beat him. Or actually, I think, I think, was it, I think Braun lost it to Bray Wyatt, then Bray Wyatt lost it to Roman. I think that's what it was. And then he had it ever since pretty sure that's how it went but like that's what i'm saying it's like he was not in the thunderdome i'm like he was barely in the thunderdome area i was in there for like six months like the main thing that he was allowed to have the freedom to make was his character like his heel work and shit like that other than that drew was the one who carried that shit through most of the damn uh covet era shit yeah, which is crazy to me yeah, that's what I why I had mentioned it because I I read that article and I'm like, what? Yeah, because I'm like, who was Did that you WrestleMania watch it during? that year? Oh, Did yeah, you watch Roman it during sat, that? Yeah, it's like Roman sat at home when he was like at WrestleMania. It was like he was like, oh, there's no fans there, so I'm gonna chill at home. I mean, that's not the case, but like that's what I'm saying. It's like kind of, and it really shows now where he signed a different contract and then he got Brock's schedule. <laughs> It's which like, is funny oh, we'll talk about that during the last yeah but thing, anyway but. and we're kind of involved knowing that we're talking about usos and street profits now but like and i'm kind of tired of seeing these two yeah to be honest like, i didn't it. really care to watch this match either i mean like well for one like, i didn't I mean, under, we talked about it i didn't understand why jeff jarrett was even the guest yeah, referee i still yeah, don't it really didn't make sense why because i know that they hired jeff jarrett again for like uh working behind the scenes or whatever but like it didn't really make sense like i mean they literally could have picked anyone like literally had like fucking adam pierce be the special guest referee but it wouldn't change anything. You already knew that the Usos were going to win again. And that's exactly what happened. So I was like, okay, tell me something different. I mean, they could do like a decent match throughout the whole thing. But at the end of the day, when you know what the ending is going to be, you're not going to really care about the match. Yeah. One thing like, I did like during the match. Yeah, one thing I did like during the match, though, was Jeff Jarrett asserting his authority with both groups. Oh, and yeah. When he, would, when he would yank him off and say, I said five, damn it. Or, yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know, and things like that, that he would, he was following the rules and, and he was so making weird it known. He was like a face during this kind of face ish because he was a special guest referee. But then he was in Ric Flair's last match and then he's like bloodying. <laughs> Ric Flair with like Ric Flair's almost 80 and he's like cutting him open doing all this shit like fucking slapping people at the like he was can't he came out for his entrance and he's like getting at kids faces and shit well yeah I can't believe that even Ric Flair had another match Ric Flair had another match yeah and it looked like he passed out at the very end of the match because he said that to Andrade he was like I passed out like he put put the laziest fucking figure four on. Mind you, this motherfucker's close to eighty, like years old, and I definitely don't think he should have done another match. I don't think he really needed it. And it seems no, he like doesn't. he needed more well, money like, again. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, why else yeah. would you wrestle at near eighty? I mean, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But uh, especially after coming off of his, I mean, he almost died for crying out loud. I think yeah. I talked about it before that WWE put together a montage back then because they thought he was going to die. Seriously. Yeah. So, 
I mean, so he was that close, and then he and then he had already had a final match against Shawn Michaels, and he should have just left. And that it at was that. the pinnacle match too. I mean, like it was a perfect match for what they did. The storytelling was great and everything, and then of course he had to go to TNA and wrestle over there and do all this stupid shit when he should have just stayed at home. But I mean, like it's one thing to take a paycheck, but it's another thing to wrestle like again for it but anyway that's beside the point anyway well then montez with ford that being and, said uh montez ford and uh d'angelo or angelo dawkins yeah like uh i really love them as a tag team but like one thing that would have shaken up this feud is if even if it was considered by cheating Usos lost and then they would win it back like that fucking next SmackDown or some shit. Just as something different. Like they need a fucking rain for like 500 days or however long they have well, the titles now. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. But I mean, yeah, it's it's unreal why they still have the titles. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I'm like I kind of understand you're trying to be like the bloodline's the best or whatever the fuck. But like also at the same time, it's fucking boring to me. But There's it would like also no, be nice no if they teams. were the. It would be nice if they were the best tag team, and they're not. I mean, yeah. overall, yeah, they're not the best tag team. I think a lot of these guys are getting pushed down the ladder, and I don't get why. I mean, you don't even see the uh, War Raiders. Oh yeah, the Viking Raiders, which they the should have Raiders. Them. The, I have I'm no calling idea. Them their old name, I think, but I have <laughs> no idea why they changed their name from War Machine. War, that's what i meant war machine wrong. there's nothing wrong with having the name war machine it's not yeah but i don't know if it's because of that ufc fighter that almost killed that chick i don't know oh because his well, name was war machine i think well, so at the same time it's two different people though it's no like i get that team. i'm just i'm just trying to i'm just putting the devil's advocate on and why they no, changed it but, kinda, but you know they changed names from walter to gunther at the same time war raiders wasn't a bad name the the fucking theme song to me is the most atrocious shit for the, who they are as a tag team that's the main thing for me they like it's kind of like where they say like every face member of like or face wrestler hey just come out and smile. That's pretty much all you do. Like, that's pretty much what they did with the War Raiders and the, or the Viking Raiders or whatever the fuck you want to call them now. I made you change that. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I know. I'm just saying, like. I think the name of their be, song is called War just, Raiders or something. I think that's what's yeah, throwing me it's off. It's like the most fucking, uh, well, they're the Viking Raiders. But, I mean, like, they changed their name to Eric and Ivar, which they should just be Rowan Hansen. Like, they're fucking names. But, like, they turned the one of the most dominant tag teams that were in New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact. Oh, actually, I don't know if they were ever in Impact, but I know in New Japan and in Ring of Honor, they were one of the most dominant tag teams that they ever had, and they turned them into a joke. <laughs> Oh, no, they were War Raiders when they first came in. That's what's going on. Yeah, and then they changed their name. They weren't even called Rowan Hansen before they changed them to uh, Eric and Ivar, which I was like, okay, even Eric and Ivar is still kind of like a a Norse mythology name. That's fine, right? If you're trying to... But, like, I don't think that it really necessarily needed to change their name. Like, I mean, you're already making money off of the Viking Raiders name. It's not like they come out with Eric and Ivar on the Viking Raiders name. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, seeing the Street Profits go against the Usos for the, I think I've probably seen it, like, maybe eight times by now for, like, the different titles and stuff like that, because I've seen them do it when Street Profits were champions, I think. This was, like, a few years ago, like, when they first had their... I think they've only had their reign, like, once, maybe twice for Street Profits, and that's it. But I remember that they were in matches with the Usos. But, like, something different, having the Viking Raiders go against Usos, win, uh, lose, uh, win the match, 
then them like off of cheating get the titles back on smackdown whatever show something different but they would put on a banger match with them like the usos are consistent most times same with the street profits and stuff but it's not like i haven't seen that i just watched it the month before and it wasn't anything different it was the same type of tag team match just insert special referee <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And then I think they wrestled again on Raw, but it was a six-man tag or something. But that's not, Yeah, I, because I think they were with Drew or something, right? I thought it was Lashley, I think. Oh, maybe, it could have been Lashley, yeah. I knew it was one of them, but like, still, my point is, give the chance to the other damn tag teams that you have. Like, even Alpha Academy, doing something where it's like other people involved where you could build up more tag teams instead of just the usos or new day or whatever like they're made names now they don't need the titles like honestly i think that they should do something with the usos where they're separate <laughs> they go oh, after the mind. united i think they should do the united states title or the intercontinental title they should get the mid card belts for the guys instead of the tag team belts because they've already shown their range as a tag team group. Sorry, I was thinking of a previous week. Uh, Montez Ford faced Seth Rollins, and then uh, the Usos faced uh, the Mysterios. Oh, okay. But uh, that's what I'm saying. is like giving a shot to like other tag teams, and I think that's mostly what is so boring to me seeing these. Like, yeah, and well, yeah. I'm just tired of seeing the same match over and over yeah. again. And then to see the the Usos continue to win, it's almost like Roman. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm it's like they're trying to like doing a copy paste on, on the Usos that they're doing with Roman, and I think that's why their whole reign kind of sucks to me. Like same with Romans. Like fucking wow, it's been almost two years or like a little bit more than two years since he had the fucking belt. What have they fucking done? He's lost, like, won every match against every fucking opponent. He's beaten Drew, like, four fucking times. Well, even he's when like, he was losing, he didn't take a pin. I think well, he hasn't, like, taken a like, pin in 900 days or some like shit. They introduced, like, like, almost three years. The shit at, the, at first where they were introducing when one of the Usos was injured, I think it was Jimmy, where they introduced the thing where they were going against... Uh, where he was going against Jay, and then he was like, oh, yeah, you ain't ever going to be in a main eventer. And that's mostly why I say if they went after mid-card belts and they're separate and then show that they're dominant anyway, then that could build them up to try to take out Roman, essentially, at one point. Try to do the same thing. Instead of they're just being like, oh, still a tag team. Maybe something will be different now. Probably well, not. I don't know. Though. Yeah, but, I don't know though, and I'm hoping because right after this match, though, there was a video clip package on Charlotte before Riddle came out, and this yeah. makes me just be real concerned about Liv Morgan's reign again. I think I've talked about it before that well, we I talk- sure as hell hope that Charlotte does not come back and take the belt. She's I'm- gonna. I'm telling and, you, and I'm gonna be like, she is gonna, you know, and then we're she, gonna she be needs like, to work, yeah, and I'll be talking about it again because there's so much bullshit. Just like the Riddle Rollins thing, I don't know why they, why they cut, they took they it off the, the card, match, yeah, and then they had Riddle come out right at this point and get and demolished get by up. stuff. Yeah. It's like they, I guess they changed their mind and putting it at SummerSlam, and they wanted it on Clash at the Castle, is what. Uh, but still it's just weird I, and i mean that match is probably gonna be pretty good though like that's why yeah, I, but I mean it was here the, the, but i mean that's why honestly i thought it was gonna be like another one where it was like oh well seth is gonna go against a random opponent and that's what i think a lot of people believe but then they came out and then he beat up riddle there's like ha, 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 ha. and then that was it yeah but i mean it was just like a continuation but it was like i didn't see a point in even doing it well they left into what happened on raw when he did the stomp i mean it's like they had to find a place for seth in SummerSlam. yeah it's kind of like doing the drew thing i mean it was like they wanted him on the card but they didn't know how to like put him there 
but they do all this and then the next match only gets four minutes and i heard it was not only that but it was because logan paul and the miz went longer than it was supposed to so i'm talking about the but i mean Morgan, honestly Ronda they could have shortened the fucking usos match well that's what i'm saying though but i mean that a lot of these were 15 10 15 minute matches and then this one was four minutes which yeah. the only one that really should have been a squash match and this really wasn't a squash match but it kind of was but um was the bobby lashley one and that one made sense like you said that should have been the way their first match went and i yeah. didn't understand why it didn't this one it kind of makes Liv morgan look kind of weak yeah they made her look super weak i mean like i get showing like her struggling through the match and this and that but also at the same time knowing that they uh made her tap before the pin happened I was like, okay. Yeah, it makes her look weak. really weak, and then Ronda Rousey gets suspended. So this is a way, again, to tell we'll show them that package Rousey with Charlotte. Well, but with Ronda being out and Charlotte getting her spot, yeah. And this is why I'm. It's it's gonna piss me off because I'm tired of Charlotte leaving for months and then coming back and getting the title. Basically, getting a t- not only a title shot but the title. The minute she comes back. Yep. And it's bullshit. And, and the only time like, she loses it is if she leaves. <laughs> well, that's why I'm hoping that and they don't do this again. Like Triple H learns from it. The one that needs to come back and win the title is Sasha. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's, yeah what, dude. <laughs> that's, that's what needs to happen. And honestly, what they should do to just show them something is Naomi should win the raw one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that they both should win the titles if, if they or really felt that they were done they, wrong, or if it would be funny if they showed up with the tag belts because they kind of shelved the tag belts after they left. They show well, up they should the trash tag belts. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just saying like they show up with the tag belts and then they win the other belts too. <laughs> yeah, and then they do like if anybody could do double duty, same with Naomi, is Sasha. Like yeah. they could do mm-hmm. like two matches on a pay per view if they wanted to, like both of them could. I'm like I and that's and that's the main thing. It's like Naomi to me always been super underrated. <laughs> like she oh, she's always been, two, but like, Sasha too. Sasha's yeah. way underrated to me. I think she's the number one wrestler they have, and this is even bigger than Becky. Yeah, I I, I think she's the best wrestler out there actually. I, I don't I don't know if there's one better. I like they could say Britt Baker all they want, but I don't think Britt Baker's as good as Sasha well, is. Well, I've heard that uh, yeah, the, the one that the I heard one that, that their match on Dynamite was a banger, though. That's the only one, yeah, but the only one is Paige. Yeah. If Paige was still yeah. wrestling, she would be the number one wrestler around. Shit, yeah, man, she would have probably she would have taken Charlotte's spot probably. <laughs> Oh, easily. Having the damn I mean, belt. Because, I mean, you could tell that they liked her from the get-go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she won the title a bunch of times, even from AJ, and AJ's great, too. I wish she was still wrestling, too. But, like, that, and that's the main thing, and that's why I'm hoping that they don't shit on Liv Morgan's reign. At least, yeah. if she loses, lose it to, like, an up-and-coming person, or, like, somebody different instead of like the same people i don't want to see charlotte win again it's like even if like fucking oh yeah i got this random opponent for you because this person can show up and then sasha comes out then you're like holy shit no matter what she's gonna win and then because they still haven't really given a sasha reign that's been worth a shit no they, they haven't that's why i said she'll they win and then she'll lose really. on raw the next night yeah. I don't know. There haven't been many times where Sasha's won and it's been a long reign, not compared to some of these other jokers. I mean, Becky Lynch had a long reign. Charlotte always does. Yep. Ronda had a long one. I mean, if Ronda didn't leave WWE, she probably should, would have been the damn title holder for a lot longer yeah, than she and, was. And shit, like Ronda probably wouldn't have lost that match if she didn't leave that WrestleMania yeah. match. She probably wouldn't have left. <laughs> That's so, but I mean, you know, with that, I don't know that the, I'm going to just 
go into the Roman Reigns match, which was the last match on the card. Yep. But um, this was not what I was expecting. I mean, honestly, yeah. I was I was not expecting a twenty three minute match from Brock. Yep, and Definitely I can tell a you what twenty three minute match, you, and then least of all but, coming out on a fucking tractor. Yeah, but I can tell you what right now though, if this is the way Brock really is, he should have been doing this his whole career. Yeah. Because for the, sure he would have been liked by everybody because I was just talking about this the other day was that I've never liked Brock. Never have. But I'm liking him now because yeah, that's of what, what he's like- been doing. All the shit mean, that he's been doing lately, I've been liking his shit. Even off of like, okay, after the match, right? I'm just I'm talking about like Brock was outside, and they show video package where because at one point he gets in the tractor, lifts one side of the tra- um, the ring up, and then fucking Roman Reigns like fucking tumbles out of it, which is fucking hilarious. He just yeah, and this, like, no, I don't, don't think do this it. would have happened out. under Vince. <laughs> this this is another thing that, that I this is another thing that I think was Triple H written all over it. I don't yeah. think this would have happened under Vince, this match yeah, at all, then, the way it went. It's just funny because at the, after the match when he's getting up to leave, I mean, eventually they pretty much ended it the same way that they did a couple of times before with Brock matches. But like he went in the ring, went up the th- the ring and put his hat on and then just leaned up against the end of the ring i thought yeah, that was I, fucking I, yeah, hilarious I, I saw the picture of that but yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying if he would have been like this his whole career i would have died and yeah. and yeah. like i said i think right now at this point the reason it is is i think he's got enough money now and he doesn't he just doesn't give fun. a shit yeah yeah and, like even even at the beginning of this match okay so like mind you so the intros happen they're sitting over there brock gets on the tra- uh, tractor drives up then he's sitting up on top of the the what what do you call the part the he put on a part. flannel vest and a cowboy yeah, hat he before he even got on the tractor He's at the end of the tractor, uh, and, and he asked for the fucking microphone for him to do the Brock Lesnar bit, right? Then, mind you, because they do a camera cut, like, after he does the Brock Lesnar thing, and then all of a sudden you see a fucking mic in Roman's hand. I'm like, when the fuck did he get a mic? Is he going to start talking now? Well, yeah, Lesnar so threw then, it at him, and he yeah, caught it. Yeah. So show, yeah, he does it effortlessly, effortlessly yeah. too. He just ta- flings it at him. He just grabs it like fucking no-sold the catch, and he's just staring at fucking Brock. I thought yeah. that was the funniest fucking thing. Just because it was just a one-off thing that he just well, not only that he it. winked at him. Yeah, he winked at him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know that he got back to Gorilla and he was like, "Fucking, I can't believe you fucking did that shit." <laughs> that was so fucking funny to me. Oh my god, I died. So it was just so funny because I was like, "Why the hell does he have a mic?" And then you see a video afterwards. I was like, what the fuck, man? And essentially, this match was just like more of the same from Brock and Roman. Oh, it is, but this was the first time I've ever seen Brock go 23 minutes. I talk about all the time that his matches go 5, 10 minutes, and and that's it. I think Paul Heyman took a damn uh, F5 through the table, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I was like shocked that he fucking did that move. (laughs) Like, I was like, damn. Okay. So then they pretty much only did everything that they could. And of course, pretty much the only way that they could have done it is probably the the way that they built up Brock. Because you knew that Brock was losing anyway. Because I'm sure that he's going to be gone for like until at least Survivor Series or something probably. But uh, like they did the same thing where they just buried him and then he couldn't make it up for the count. And they were kind well, yeah, of like that, stepping on they, him and stuff like that to keep him from down, uh, like getting up. The only thing I was hoping was that when Theory came out, that he would lose his money in the bank briefcase. Remember, oh, yeah. I was, to- like, I was I telling you that, that would have been the fucking thing. Theory just <laughs> looked like an idiot because he didn't even wait until the end 
right? <laughs> Didn't even wait until the end. Showed up like five minutes before the end of the match and then got his ass beat. And then he's like, oh, shit. Like, talk about the but, dumbest fucking person ever. If you, you talk about this shit for months where you're going to fucking cash in on him. And then you come in and ca- try to cash in on the wrong time. Oh, okay, I'm going to show up. Well, like- and that's why it would have been perfect for him not to win it. Like, yeah. have him for him yeah. to cash in and freaking well, it would have been like a it. fucking Baron Corbin moment when he was like, yeah, which, cat, which is what I was hoping. In on which is what I was gender beat him. <laughs> yeah, which too. is what I was hoping would actually happen. I, I think I talked about this either on a previous podcast or just in conversations me and you have had about it. But, um, but honestly, this I was think a much, each, uh-huh. this was a much better match than I was expecting. Yeah, but uh, also it didn't surprise me that Reigns won. Well, I mean, like they're building it up. Like the the main thing is he only got like three or four different people until he's got the most longest reign. I mean, granted, he ain't ever gonna fucking run it like Bruno did. No matter what, that is fucking set in stone. Having like three thousand days that you were champion, that is set in stone. They ain't gonna fucking have that shit happen with Roman. And if they do, then they're fucking dumb. Like, honestly, why would Roman need to fucking have the damn title for that damn long? But, like, that's like fucking, what, like five or six years of being his champ? I think, straight. And I would get so fucking bored if I saw that shit. Good lord. But, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of bored with Roman's shit. And it would oh, be I'm nice if he were really bored like, with it, but I don't, at this point, I don't know. Riddle, and then them do a thing where he could never go again, uh, go for the title with Roman being the boss. I'm like, dude, that's why he should have won the money in the bank previous, which that's I also about why it's yeah, why it's also <laughs> smart to bring back Bray or that's Ron, why because at this point, I don't know who the hell he's gonna face to beat him. Yeah, if anything, Cody. I mean, like, Cody honestly, they wait they for him, but... done... Yeah, like, knowing that and the sucky thing was with Cody, with him getting injured, like, a horrible timing, because I think he would have been champion at one point. Like, well, I think he still he will be. It's just yeah. going to be a while, which yeah, means you'll see Roman with longer, the title yeah. for longer, which is what I think they're doing, but I just think that's stupid. They yeah, can have him lose it and win it back. I mean, they don't need to have him keep... Yeah, I know it I doesn't mean, need to be like one giant rain and then him being like acknowledge me I'm like I'm sick of the acknowledge me part too uh, and like he needs to get something better instead of what he's doing it's kind of getting stale like everything that they're doing right now isn't like doing stuff where he would beat credible dudes like Riddle and other dudes that could be main eventers at one point would be better than what they're doing, where they're just having them rehash matches with other people. Like, I don't need to see Brock versus Roman 20 times in a row. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. Get a, get a life of that shit. But, uh, so, any, uh, knowing that that pretty much ends the pay-per-view, pretty much, really. We broke an but hour like, in this one, dude. Yeah. But, uh, what's it going? So... Is there an AEW pay-per-view or anything before this one? I don't think so. I think the next one is going to be the Clash at the Castle. Okay. Wait, yeah, wait. I was wondering. I'm not sure. Because I thought they were supposed to be all out, but I don't remember when all out is. It might be September. Oh, yeah, saying. it is. I think it is. I think it's like the 5th or something, September 5th. So they're going to be or right around 4th. the same. So we're probably going to have two. Uh, I know it was the around there because I remember they said, again. they said that they were doing it in Chicago, I think. Again, you know. I mean, Chicago is always a great crowd, especially if you got uh, CM Punk there. Yeah, All Out is September 4th. So oh, I think okay. September 4th, yeah. Clash at the Castle September 3rd. So that's going to be a, a wrestling weekend for us. It looks like. Yep. <laughs> Which is never a bad thing anyway, especially as long no. as wrestling gets better and shit. It's never no, but we'll, we'll have another combined podcast oh, again. Oh, yeah, probably more than likely. So, <laughs> so uh, that'll be our next one in, a, in what, another month? 
Yeah, about, about another a month, month from yeah. today. I mean, like about a little over a month from today. That we want to cover or something in the meantime. Maybe do like a special episode because I was thinking about doing something special in the next couple of weeks or something. Anyway, especially knowing that we're getting up there in. Yeah, like it's been like what, like almost three years since we've been doing this shit. But anyway, that's for another time. <laughs> but yeah, so you'll either hear from us again in, in about a month for um, All Out AEW or in Clash of the Castle for WWE combined into one podcast. Yeah, one giant um, episode. But in the meantime, you can check out all our other podcasts on heartofgeek.com. We're on pretty much every podcast network, I believe, at this point. Yeah. Um, so we've got our rest our the current one you're listening to. We've got Scream Creeps, which is our horror podcast. And then we've got Morbid Instinct, that's our true crime podcast. And then we got Sci Fi Graveyard, that's our sci fi related one. And we probably will be starting our fill in the blank podcast again uh, at some point. But we're also thinking about adding a few other podcasts yeah, on there. So we're going to have been a thing about doing an anime one at one point anyway. So like that might be a possibility. I don't know if we, I'm at least going to start doing anime reviews on the website, at least and same with, I got a couple of, uh, album reviews that I got to, uh, finish up and then probably a review on Thor love and thunder. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got YouTube, you, we've got our website, the heart of with all our YouTube videos and, and our reviews on there and uh then we've got our podcast as well and you'll see if you go out there our reviews are starting to pop up and any news um from that standpoint too but you can also check out check us out on facebook and twitter and tiktok and, and instagram, instagram all, at and the, all, all, at, all at the heart of geek so we're easy to find um and we hope you check it out. We've got merch and all that stuff out there too. That if you guys wanted to purchase and yeah, show baby. off our stuff, we'd we'd appreciate it. But anyways, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Peace See out. Ya.